Hi, thanks for listening in to the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Here's a really dope message dropped fresh from our youth service. Can't wait to see you at church! Today I'm going to give you three ways to make a difference. Three ways to make a difference. So I really want to encourage, especially all the young people here, to be courageous and dare to make a change in our world. Yeah, so as a kid, I really love watching Animal Planet. So that was my go-to channel. Like some of you here, I know you like to be on the weird part of YouTube. <laughs> watching things like top 10 most bizarre animals in the world. So anyone do that? Yes, don't tell me you don't do this because I do this also. So that was the same for me as a child. I would spend hours just to watch um, lions kill antelopes, <laughs> meerkats in their groups, orangutans cleaning each other, <laughs> giraffes giving birth. <laughs> and it was ingrained in me, oops, it was ingrained in me that there are always so many things to learn from different animals. Of course, there are like some animals that are very hard to learn from. So when I look at cockroaches and mosquitoes, I really dislike them, and, but I would think, um, what can they teach me in my life? And for cockroaches, I kind of understood. They taught me tenacity, strength, and they also are professional recyclers that help with clearing decaying waste. But till today, I still don't understand why mosquitoes exist. Like, I know that they are a source of food for many animals. But why do they have to drink our blood? And the funny thing is, I saw this online. So it was so funny and so true. I always wish that mosquitoes suck fats instead of blood. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, jokes aside, I really believe that the earth is our classroom. Yeah. And there are so many things that we can learn from God's creation, from animals and nature all around us. Yeah. So it's like this verse in Proverbs 30, 24 to 28 that says, Four things are amongst the smallest on earth, but they are extremely wise. Ants as creatures aren't strong, but they store away their food in the summer. Badgers as creatures aren't powerful, but they make their homes in the rocks. Locusts, locusts don't have a king, but they march together in ranks. You can catch lizards in your hand, but they are in king's palaces. And there's so much of God's wisdom that is seen through his creation, even in tiny animals like the badger, the ants, the locusts. And if we pay close attention, we can learn something. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you three ways to make a change. And we will look at three different animals and learn from them. So the first thing we got to do if we want to make a change in the world is to listen first. That's right. So listen first. The first animal we are learning from are dolphins. So in this case, it's the Black Sea Bottlenose Dolphins. Yeah, so I was reading and watching this recording of a conversation of two black sea bottle nose dolphins taped by scientists in 2016. And their names are Yasha and Yana. So the dolphins talk to each other by producing five to six pulse packs. And the scientist who was, uh, who was doing the experiment say that the pulse packs may have contained words and sentences. But the most interesting thing was that Yasha and Yana did not interrupt each other during the whole conversation at all. <laughs> so what would happen was that Yasha would talk and form five to six pulse packs and Yash Yana would wait patiently for Yasha to completely stop before replying with another five to six pulse packs. Wow. 
So they really listen to each other. Yeah, so I think that is the way that we should listen. But sometimes this doesn't even happen in our day-to-day conversations. We interrupt with each other with what we think. And for those of you who don't even allow your friends to finish their sentences, let them finish their sentences. And for those of us who listen, sometimes we are not really listening because in our minds, we are already coming up with buts. Like for example, when our friends are talking about their favourite music artists, we aren't really listening to them. Like, uh, if your friend tells you they like K-pop, you're thinking, oh, oh, I don't think K-pop is the best. I think English pop is best. Oh, or if your friend likes anime and you go like, I don't think that's nice. I guess we are different then. Oh, so even the Bible says in Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing personal opinion. Wow, what a powerful verse. A fool doesn't like to understand. They don't like to, they don't take pleasure in understanding someone else's point of view. So they just want to ex- express their own personal opinion. And I think in our society and generation nowadays, we can get very self-righteous. We are passionate about many causes in our life. And that is good and that is true, but we also think that we are right most of the time. As a result, most of us are quick to state our opinions without first listening. For example, um, does anyone know what mica powder is? No? Yes? Yes, no. So mica powder is found in a lot of makeup products. So as long as it is shiny, it is most likely to contain mica. So maybe some of you are using it right now. Or maybe your mums, your mums are using it. But do you know that in rural parts of India, many children are risking their lives for mica mining. So because the mines are so small children as young as five years old are put to work so that they can crawl into the tiny holes. And if the mine collapses, many of them get very serious injuries and worse yet, die. So in this situation, imagine with me. Okay, maybe you're someone that is very passionate about child labor. You love children and you want to fight for them to protect them and your vision is to see them have a great childhood. And one fine day, you get an opportunity to meet up with the parents of the children. And um, instead of listening to what the parents have to say, you tell them, stop putting your kids to work. Your children need to go to school. You need to stop. However, do you know that many times these parents do not have a choice? They want to send their children to school. They want to treat them better. But they are not being paid enough to feed the whole family. And many times... Um, They have no choice but to put their kids to work so that they can survive as a family. That was the best decision they can do. So they are also victims who suffer in the same situation. So if you don't listen first, you might miss your chance to find a real problem. You might mislabel the victims as the enemies. And no matter how, like for myself, no matter how right I might feel or how wrong I feel the enemies are, I will always take time to listen first. Because I might discover something new, I might learn something new, and maybe I will realize that I have been dealing with the wrong enemies. And even if you are really right, you gain perspective and you can learn that. Learn about what you're fighting with and what you are fighting for. Maybe for some of you here, you're passionate about something in your life. You have a cause that you believe in with all of your heart. You're angry and you want to fight for a change. That's all great. But let me tell you to remind yourself to listen first. 
So yeah. that is my first point. The first way to make a change is to listen first. And my second way to make a change is to be a force to be reckoned with. Be a force to be reckoned with. So the next animal that we are learning from, um, take a guess, what is this animal? No! So, <laughs> so this animal is a honey badger. So if you have never heard of a honey badger, doesn't their name sound kind of cute? And it doesn't really sound that scary at all. But do you know that they are known to be one of the most fearless animals in the world? Why is that so? Because they are known to walk confidently into the middle of a lion pride. <laughs> and they can sleep off the deadly neurotoxic venom of a cobra. And the honey badgers are so small. Um, the max they can grow to is 77 cm and 16 kg. That's like one third of us. And compared to them, we are already so scared of many things in our lives. <laughs> so what can we learn from the fact that they are small and fearless? So let's say you have already prepared well and you have already took the first step of listening first. Yeah. But you are young, you look young, you are small in size, and maybe you look not that intimidating, and maybe you look kind of cute. And <laughs> some people may look at your inexperience and say that you haven't accomplished much. But I want to say, don't let anyone look down on you because you are a force to be reckoned with. You may look small like a honey badger, but you can fight to be fearless. You can do whatever it takes. Therefore, be like a honey badger. Know that you have what it takes to make changes. You can be small in size or small in accomplishments, but you can have a big heart with big faith. You have what it takes. So another interesting about the honey badger is that it has very thick skin, which protects itself from predators and danger. So what we are learning from them is that let's have some thick skin too. So what does it mean by having thick skin? So when problems come into our way, don't give up easily. When people disagree with you, and let me tell you, there will always be people who disagree. Don't let them bring you down. Instead, be brave to listen and engage with them. Yeah. It's scary, but I believe that maybe you can even change their mind. Yes. So don't give up easily. Have some thick skin to smile at your problems or even your enemies. Yeah. And lastly, honey badgers are problem solvers too. They are highly intelligent and ingenious. They can break through locks on fridges, stack rocks into piles to climb over walls. They are able to escape almost everywhere because they are able to use whatever they have to solve a problem. So in the same way, let's have a same can-do attitude and mindset. If you have to do whatever it takes to solve the problem, do it. If you have to walk into the middle of a lion pride, do it. Be a problem solver. So in verse Proverbs 24, 5a, it says, A wise person is mightier than a stronger one. So today, you sit here, you are not physically strong. But you know what? You can be wise. You can have a great attitude. You can have a great heart. You can have a willingness to fight and never give up. And that's how you become a force to be reckoned with. Yes, so let me share with you a story of Greta Thunberg. Yeah, I'm sure many of you know her. She is a 17-year-old climate change activist. And then she is a force to be reckoned with. And Greta first learned about global warming at the age of 8 years old. 
So this part kind of reminded me that she's like any other human being. She didn't get a head start. It's not like she came out of the womb already passionate about climate change. <laughs> but So she was shown um, a documentary about climate change in the world when she was eight. And unlike her friends who could compartmentalize and co go on with daily lives after watching it, she was very affected by the documentary and she couldn't go back to normal life. Wow. So at age 11, she dropped out of school because of depression. And climate change wasn't the only reason, but it was a huge part of it. Her parents were very concerned about her and asked her what they could do. She shared with them about her worries of climate change and her parents started to understand her concerns too. And they did things like stop eating meat and helping her to have a voice. Then she said this, that's when I kind of realized I could make a difference. And how I got out of that depression was that I thought it's just a waste to feeling this way because I can do so much good with my life. Wow. wow. She made a promise to herself to do everything she could to make a difference. And she stuck to that promise. And at age 15, Greta entered a climate writing competition held by Swedish newspaper Svenska Dagbladet. <laughs> and she was announced as one of the winners of the competition for her essay entitled We Know and We Can Do Something Now. So her essay was first published in a newspaper and this brought her her first publicity. But it didn't just stop there. Um, initially, she wanted to do a school strike with her friends to raise awareness about climate change. However, many of her friends didn't want to do it, but she decided to do it alone. So on August 20th, 2018, she conducted her first school strike. She did not go to school that day. And she, instead, she sat outside the Swedish parliament alone. Wow. She had with her a piece of wood, which she painted with the now famous word, school strike for climate. And now her school strikes are global. Millions of people all over the world are given voices to stand up for climate change. It became an international movement. And it's all because of this young girl. And that's why you can do it too. Make a decision in your heart. Whatever it takes, you can make a change. Even if it means that you need to start off alone. That's all right. Because whatever that you are fighting for, justice, climate change, human rights, animal rights, or a school revival of, for many of your friends to come to know God, or your CG to grow, or your dreams of becoming someone who can change many lives. I know that it can feel scary because we have to start off alone, but it is possible you are capable and you are forced to be reckoned with. And you can keep pushing forward no matter what. So turn to your neighbor and say, don't let people stop you. Awesome. So that is my second point, be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And the third thing that we got to do is we got to lead. Yeah. Yeah. When we want to fight for the change we want to see in the world, we need to lead. Yeah. We, need, we want leadership so that we can make a change for the better. Yeah. However, it's not a one for power, but rather it is a responsibility. Yeah. There is a need for it. So this is the mindset that we need to have. If we do not lead for a change in things, like equality, climate change, or even love in humanity, there is no one else who will rise to do it. So rise to lead, not because you want power, but because it is a responsibility. 
Yes, and from the animals that we can learn from these are orangutan mums. So they teach us about they teach us that leadership is about responsibility. So in the black market, many infant orangutans are poached and sold. And that usually meant that the mother orangutans would have to be murdered too. That is because a mother orangutan will never leave their child unless she is killed. So I was reading this story of a mother and a baby orangutan that went into a Borneo village in 2010. And their homes have been disforested. She was weak and desperate to find food and shelter for her little daughter. So she went into the Borneo village. Unfortunately, she didn't receive a kind welcome from the villagers. They spotted the mom and started to throw rocks and sticks at her. And they kept on beating the mom until she collapsed. Then she tied her up. They tied her up to ropes and pulled her daughter off of her. And even when the dying mother mustered the strength to fight for her baby, she was dragged over to a pool of water and held underwater until she passed out from the near drowning. Wow. Then they threw her into a cage. But the powerful thing is that even the weakened state, the mother used all her strength to wrap her arms around her baby. So to an orangutan mom, she had to lead the way into the village to find food, to find shelter. And that wasn't a choice for her. It was because she was responsible and wanted to protect her baby. And if you ask the leaders in the evolution, a lot of us here are not naturally born leaders. Many of us here don't like to do public speaking. And many of us would rather be led by someone else than to lead. But why do we do it? We lead because it's a responsibility. Leaders see a change, see something that needs a change, whether it's in culture or society. And our mindset is, if we don't step up, who will? Therefore, will you change your mindset and your perspective, saying that it isn't really much of a choice? And tell yourself, I need to step up. I need to lead for whatever that I'm fighting for because it is a responsibility. So when I look at Jesus' life, Jesus' leadership is a true example of his responsibility to love and protect us. Sure, he was born as the son of God. He had a leadership title, but he is still human. And he started off as a baby. And his heart, his vision has always been to bring hope into humanity and into people's lives. At the age of 12, he was already teaching the teachers in the temple. And a few years later, he started teaching the work that God has sent him on earth to do. He healed the sick, casted out demons, and even brought the dead back to life. And not just the powerful things. Jesus' greatest commandment is to love your neighbors as yourself. And that it crosses all ethnic and religious barriers. He didn't just say it, he did it. And Jesus crossed many social barriers back then. He made friends with the tax collector. He forgave the adulterer. He became friends with the prostitute. And in our time today, that meant he made friends with the ones who exploited him. He forgave the ones who made mistakes. He became family with the desperate. And that is Jesus' version of activism. The way that he made a change in society was different. He saw a need to bring hope, love, forgiveness. He saw that he needed to change. He needed to make the change. He needed to lead the change. He didn't just say it, he was going to do it. 
He went out to love each person personally and gave them hope. Isn't that so amazing? So I love Jesus and I want to change the world like how Jesus did. And not just through teachings, but also through His actions. How many of us here feel the same? I'm sure a lot of you here want to make a change too. We want to make a difference in our world and I believe that you can do it. So just rise and take on responsibilities. So taking on responsibilities can look like this. You, got, you can think of ways how you can start a movement. You can be kind to one another. You can start off with your closest friends around you. Let's say you are passionate about climate change. You can tell your friends beside you, have a conversation with them. Be deliberate to educate them, tell them what is good, what, what you shouldn't use. Encourage them to make a change with you. Yeah. I believe you can step out and lead. Yeah. So let's just recap the three ways to make a change. So number one, listen first. Yes. yes. And number two, be a force to be reckoned with. And number three, lead. So with the three ways I've shared with you, let's make a change in this world. Awesome, do you guys learn something? Yeah. <laughs>